Hi everyone, thanks for listening. Today I have a what how do we say your last name? <laughs> it's Bailey Petruselli. Petruselli. Yeah. So today we have Bailey Petruselli. She is a wellness expert and copywriter and digital marketing expert. Um, so she's going to share a lot of different facts with us today, and I'm really excited for this episode. So um, Bailey, could you introduce yourself for everyone, please? Yeah, so I'm Bailey. I'm a medical copywriter and I write for holistic providers. So like functional medicine um, doctors, naturopathic, uh, integrative doctors, or even like nurse practitioners, health coaches, you know, anyone, anyone like that. Yeah, so um, Bailey and I have really similar jobs because uh, we both are in the digital content uh, sphere and we both do copywriting. And so I was just talking to Bailey earlier about how we are actually not just writers, but we kind of are experts in this field because we end up doing so much research in the niches that we choose. And so Bailey has been writing a lot for holistic doctors. And I thought this would be a really fun opportunity to have her on here and to ask her questions so that we could know um, basically how to be healthier and how to kind of solve our health problems in the most natural way possible before having to see a doctor um, or get, I mean, to get prescribed medication. Because um, I don't know about you, Bailey, but I really believe in just trying to get to the root of the problem. And then the last case scenario is like, my last option would be to take medication because I just feel like they're so synthetic and to avoid those at all costs is like my philosophy. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely try natural ways first. And obviously like conventional medicine is here for a reason and it's definitely, you need it um, for certain aspects of medicine. But I think it's prescription medicine is so (laughs) overprescribed and we have to try more natural ways and just focus on our lifestyle um, first and foremost. Yeah. And so uh, we were just talking about this earlier, but what would you um, say are the main differences between a normal doctor or Western medicine and holistic medicine? So I think a lot of like conventional doctors, when you go in, especially in the U.S., it's like you see the doctor for maybe 15 minutes um, and that's like pushing it. It's usually like five minutes and you kind of just say your symptoms and they write um, write you a medicine and like put you on your way. But with holistic providers, they really spend time with you, get to know your medical history um, and just like your lifestyle in general. Um, and then they work with you. They do a lot more in-depth lab lab testing and um, just really try to um, give you the tools necessary for different lifestyle changes um, to really get to the root problem. And they're not going to cover it up with, with a medication or with just like a Band-Aid. So what kind of issues would you see uh, or would you recommend somebody go to a holistic doctor for compared to like a Western doctor? Um, So really, um, let's say you are struggling with acne or anxiety, maybe digestive issues um, like IBS. Um, Let's see. Or just like overall fatigue, maybe you have poor sleep or insomnia, um, bloating, you know, anything like that. Um, holistic providers are great. 
And what uh, for these kinds of issues, do you think there's like a common cause to to most of them? Like I would assume that stress plays a huge role in a lot of these issues. Yes, stress is definitely a huge one, especially just in our society today. So there's stress, just like sedentary lifestyles. We're not as active um, as we used to. Our diet, um, especially over here in the U.S., a lot of our diet is like animal uh, based, like a whole bunch of meat and dairy um, and toxins. Toxins is a huge one and we can kind of get into that later, um, but that can really affect your health and really set off that imbalance in your body. Definitely. And I feel like as well, um, our endocrine system. So if people don't know what that means, like your hormones, I feel like a lot of people who live a fast paced lifestyle have the same kinds of issues with their endocrine systems. And I feel like there's so many different things that are throwing off our hormones and like even small things like the lights, like keeping them on super bright at night or, um, yeah, sitting down so much and not being active, especially in the morning when we have the most kind of uh, the highest cortisol. So the highest hormones um and so that's kind of a time where we should be the most active and nowadays i've been hearing a lot of people's peak energy levels are at night and that's just such a clear indicator of a hormonal issue yeah for sure sure do you take any supplements for yourself um so right now i'm just on um prenatal because since i just gave birth like five months ago. And so I have like this high quality prenatal that I take every day. It has like a big pack of different things going on. But if you do take supplements, I definitely recommend that, that you get them from like a high quality um, brand or company because there are definitely some out there that maybe aren't as high quality or if people get them off of Amazon, they're not regulated at all. And so you could be getting some that are contaminated or that don't even have like enough of the supplement to even make a change in your body. So there's of knowing about like the quality of supplements. Sorry, what was that? What are some indicators of knowing like what a good quality supplement is? Um, so definitely do your research, but like I um, get my supplements from some of the doctors that I um, write for. And so they have like an online dispensary called Full Script and they're really high quality. So like I think my prenatal is from Meta- Metagenics, um, but um, definitely just like get your supplements through your doctor. Um, that's probably like the first go to. That makes a lot of sense. And um, for me also, if I'm going to buy supplements, I try to look at the back to see how many fillings there are because um, it's like magnesium stearate and those have been shown to um, have residues left in your body after uh, even a few weeks of use. So um, I do think that just looking at the back and seeing how many filler ingredients there are is also like something that people could do like I've seen a lot of the times like dextrose and tons of like fake sugar and corn syrups inside the supplements, which make no sense. Like mm-hmm. tastes good. I'm just shoving it down my throat. Yeah, for sure. And it's also like important to realize that everyone's not going to have the same protocol for supplements. It's really important that you know what your body needs because everybody is different. And so I think that's really important to get tested because um, even what your body needs right now, it may be different um, six months from now. And so 
getting maybe like a with a holistic doctor, they can test um, to see if you have any like micro deficiencies or just um, deficiencies in general. And you can kind of um, pick your supplements based on that. Definitely. And even like a normal blood test um, just once a year, it can be so shocking. The last time I went, I'm uh, terrified of needles. So it was really hard for me to go. And I'm actually happy in the end because I found out I was deficient in vitamin C of all things, which is really vitamin. So I just figured that I didn't have enough. But then when I thought about it, like, what do I eat with vitamin C? Like, I never have oranges. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like, there's, there's a lot of things, I guess, with vitamin C, but I'm not eating them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you know that peppers actually have more vitamin C than um, oranges? So Yeah, I read, um, yeah, because in Chinese medicine, if you're sick, they give you a syrup, um, which is like based with black pepper. Um, and apparently it tastes horrible, but it's because of the vitamin C. And after I heard that, that was a few years ago, but now I try and sprinkle black pepper like as much as I can handle <laughs> any um, after I found out I was deficient, but I haven't taken a test. See, that's the problem because it's not just taking the test, but it's going back to follow up to see if you're still deficient. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe what would you say is like a good time, like three months later or six months or once um, a year? Yeah, I think like three to six months, um, kind of depending on your health, you know, in general. Um, but just because, uh, you know, you feel pretty good doesn't mean that necessarily that your your uh, vitamins and your mineral levels are great so um it is important to get tested every every so often yeah <laughs> so you were talking about toxins earlier and i was like, hoping that you could tell us some more about that yeah so through my research I, I learned that like toxins are a lot more apparent and harmful than i originally thought so even like a couple years ago when i was pregnant with my first son i would like drink a whole bunch of green juices and stuff like thinking that I was healthy but really like I wasn't um getting like organic produce which is super important especially when you're juicing and I just I wasn't buying organic like I would some things but not everything and I actually had he um had gastroschisis and like a I had like a a birthing he had a birthing defect and they can't really relate it to toxins, but I have like this back in my mind. I'm like, what if this, you know, is from toxins because I was juicing so much trying to be healthy, but I was really concentrating all those toxins into my juice. Um, but like I said, I, I don't know for sure if that's the case. So I got really into toxins and learning about it, um, especially in the U S here, like, um, even like beauty products, um, in the European Union, I think over like 1,300 chemicals have been banned, but in the U.S. only 11 have been banned, and it hasn't been updated since like 1938, I think that is it. Yeah, I think we can just update this year for the first time. They added like 10 more. Yeah, like <laughs> And like, so toxins, they can be like hidden in your beauty, beauty products, like your lotions and makeup and shampoos, um, your household cleaners, even your kitchenware, like the nonstick pans, um, those are just like, (laughs) have a whole bunch of toxins on them, like new clothes. So it's really important to get, try to as much as possible, get organic cotton and things like that. Um, new furniture, they have like fire retardants on them and that can be toxic. Um, especially for little kids. Like if you have little kids in the house, that's can be like neurological, um, 
plastic on um, on the couches with the, the fire retardants so it's all over the fabric yeah yeah, yeah. oh uh, and so what are some of the most uh, common side effects that like most people have without even realizing it um i think those like over time that can have like neurological effects but also like toxins can really mess up your gut um so and cause like dysbiosis in it so that's like when more harmful bacteria is in your gut than beneficial because we want um, bacteria in our gut. We just want them to be more beneficial bacteria because um, whenever you see that imbalance in your gut, that's when you start seeing all of these side effects like anxiety, acne, like more um, food ins- sensitivities, things like that. So yeah, even eczema. Yeah. Yep. Eczema is a big one. Yeah. So your your biggest tips are to um, shop organic and even not just when it comes to food, but also with produce. I mean, with clothing. Yeah. So clothing, um, food, definitely buy organic. And um, there's like a list. I know like organic food, especially here, can be a lot more expensive. So there's like a list, um, the Dirty Dozen list. So you can check that out. And if there's something on there, make sure you buy that organic at least. Because um, those are like the ones that are more, um, have more pesticides and risk. But it's almost always with spinach and strawberries. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like brightly colored foods like berries, um, they spray more on it to try to get rid of those insects. But then ends up, you know, we consume those pesticides as well. Also, I'd say like use glass containers um, instead of plastic containers. Never um, drink out of um, plastic water bottles. Um, that's a big one. BPA free? Sorry, was that? Even if they're BPA free? Um, yeah, because they still have like other chemicals in them. So I just advise to not um, get or like use plastic water bottles. Yeah. Because even if it's BPA free, like they, I I read that they kind of just put other different types of chemicals in it. At least it was something worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then to um, buy non toxic makeup and just like look at the ingredients. If there's ingredients that like a whole bunch of them that you can't pronounce, then um, you know, that's a sign to maybe pick another one. And you also have to like make sure there's a thing called like greenwashing where marketing tactics that they put like all natural and stuff, um, on like the labels. But if really, if you like look at the ingredients, there's still a whole bunch of, um, toxic chemicals in there. So you kind of have to do your research there and, um, just like look at the ingredients yourself. Just don't take the front of it. If it looks like all natural, don't take their word for it. So Greenwashing is such a big thing. I actually did a podcast episode in June on that subject with them um, on another podcast, which I can link below if people are interested. But um, it's so dangerous, especially in America, because uh, we have so many um, claims that we're allowed to make without actually needing to back them up like the word natural actually isn't even defined and so you could say something is all natural and it doesn't even mean anything because what what is natural i mean it comes from earth like literally everything comes from earth so you could have like the most like toxic like colorings on m&ms and they can say it's natural yeah 
bubble. So it's really hard to know who to trust. But I know that all of this sounds kind of depressing. And so like and overwhelming because it's like not everybody is interested enough in doing all this research or like I have a lot of friends ask me like, oh, well, how do I know like about this healthy thing or where can I find this because I'm so overwhelmed. And I think that um, it's also just like a really good shortcut to just shop from like a website that you can trust. Like in America, there's Thrive Market, which is like Costco, but like with organic things. And I trust them like pretty much completely. And then there's another website called iHerb.com. Um, and it's kind of like the Amazon of wellness. And um, they even have like cat food and like natural like serums and pills, but also foods. And uh, I trust them. And then they're like, when you were mentioning like toxic makeup and stuff, uh, one brand, it's called 100% Pure. Like that's a really good brand, I think. And they have a lot of makeup and um, the price range is like just medium. It's not like a luxury brand. And um, another that brings me to something else I want to ask you is about like luxury, like how, yeah, eating clean and all that, like organic is more expensive, obviously. So um, do you... Do you find that you have to like set a huge budget aside or what are some ways that you personally tried like to save uh, money or like find value and not end up like spending an arm and a leg for mm -hmm. your life? Yeah. So I mean, I think it's first important, like investing in your health is, should be like number one thing, but obviously it doesn't have to be like super expensive, but just have it in your mind that like <laughs> your health is your most like should be a priority if you really want to live out your life the most healthy and healthy way possible, you know. But for organic wise or just like health wise, I like to um, buy in bulk. So we have these stores here where you can um, it's like an organic shop and you can buy in bulk so you can bring your own containers and stuff. And I just like get a whole bunch of cashews and things like that, um, nutritional yeast and um, things like that that are like the bulk of my uh, um, meals. So like organic rice and, and things like that. And then doing farmer's markets. Those are super cheap around here. I don't know how it is for you guys, but uh, I like stock up on things at the farmer's market because they're local. And so they use like a little bit less pesticides as well. But when, on farmer's markets, you also have to ask if they um, use spray or not, because even if it's local, they could still use spray. So I just kind of like ask if they um, use spray and like what kind they use. Mm -hmm. um, let me see. And do you, do you wash your vegetables? Yes. Like when you bring them home? And how do you wash them? Um, I just kind of like um, do like a vinegar, um, like you like, soak yeah, vinegar soak um, for like a couple minutes. Um, oh, and another thing is we don't eat out that much because eating out, they usually have like, you know, not as organic um, ingredients as I would like. And so we make a lot of our meals at home and that kind of saves a lot of money too. There are some organic restaurants, but they're usually more expensive. So um, our family just kind of eats in a lot. And I think that has helped to cut down on costs a lot and has helped our, has helped our health too. So you don't think that um, living this kind of lifestyle is just for rich people or for like people who make a lot of money? Oh no, definitely not. I think you can, in like, there's just like little changes that you can make in your daily life that can have 
really dramatic effects in in your health. And so don't think you have to go like all in, like all or nothing. Even just small changes can make a big impact. Yeah. And there's this book by Gary Keller, you know, the um, like Keller Real Estate. Um, he wrote this book called The One Thing. And it's interesting because he sort of talks about how um, there's always like one thing in every situation or relationship that you could do that could make the biggest difference. And um, so like he was saying how with his wife, when he would come home from work, sometimes she'd be upset. Um, and so he realized the one thing he could do to have a better relationship with her is that every time he comes home, he would hug her and say hi and kiss her. And then she was happy. And um, I feel like also when it comes to eating healthy, I'm all into like about healthy hacks like if there's one thing you could eat or if there's one spice you could add to your meals or like if there's one supplement you could take so do you have any kind of like advice on like really essential staples that would just like if if somebody doesn't have a lot of time like it's just one thing that they could do um that would make them overall like a lot healthier you mentioned nutritional yeast for example that's like so full of vitamins and minerals yeah so i love nutritional yeast especially for um like if you're a vegan um that can be a great thing because it has a lot of um b12 in it also like with my little boys i just like to add like hemp seeds or chia seeds into like smoothies or like on top of things and they have no idea and it has a lot of like um other like new important nutrients in that as well. Um, and you can even taste it. <laughs> so I like just like hemp seeds, chia seeds, um, sesame seeds, um, just like little things like that. They can just add to a smoothie or on top of salads um, that really boost the nutrient value to that. Totally. And even I heard recently poppy seeds are making a comeback because they're so full of magnesium and they can actually help with not only stress but um, and anxiety, but also insomnia. And so um, I heard uh, a woman actually who just gave birth, she was mentioning how she sprinkles poppy seeds on everything to help with her postpartum um, depression and everything. And apparently it's been helping. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I haven't heard of that. So I should try that. And do you have, um, speaking of being pregnant, do you have any kinds of like supplements or food um, like suggestions that you would recommend to women who are pregnant? I just say try to have just a balanced diet. You know, don't you want to include a lot of different um, like colorful veggies and fruits and healthy fats. So I am loving a whole bunch of avocado. Um, like I said, the hemp seeds, um, chia seeds, things like that. But I like making smoothies in the morning and oatmeal. Oatmeal is great, especially for um, breast milk production. Um, and also not even like diet wise, but stress, like stress is huge, especially during postpartum. So don't be afraid to like ask for help when you need it to get sleep when you can. And just, I have been really practicing like yoga and mindfulness to help, especially because I have like two, two little boys. So it can be really hectic. So finding time to, for just like me and my self care is super, super important and making sure that like my health is, you know, top priority. So then I am able to take care of them and not like freak out on them or my husband, you know, like taking care of yourself um, is really, really important. So. Definitely. And so I imagine that because um, I've never been pregnant. So um, yeah, but <laughs> you'll see. But um, I imagine that your diet when you're pregnant is has to be a bit different, right, than like a normal, like non-pregnant woman and also postpartum. 
So like, could you talk about the three stages of that, like diet wise, if there are any changes that you would make other than avoiding alcohol and sushi? <laughs> yeah, so um, definitely um, any like meats, um, like sandwich meats and stuff. I don't eat that um, alcohol um, or, you know, anything like that. And I, honestly, my diet has kind of like stay the same because I just try to have like a variety of foods and um, enough of it too. I think some moms, especially postpartum, they try to like diet right away. Um, but think about like you're, you just grew like a human being and they kind of sucked a lot of nutrients out of you. And so especially postpartum, you really want to make sure you restore those vitamins and those minerals or you're going to be like more likely to maybe um, battle with like postpartum depression and anxiety and just get overwhelmed more and have that adrenal fatigue. So um, restoring your nutrients um, is really, really important because even like stress, um, like you are not going to get enough sleep, especially those first couple months and just dealing with, you know, new, <laughs> like figuring out how to take care of a newborn is stressful. So doing anything, um, even little things to try to combat um, and deal with stress is really important because stress can also deplete um, you from nutrients too. So we don't want that. And actually something that you just said, it, um, I think that not enough people know about, but when you're stressed, your body actually burns more minerals than it would normally. And that's why so many people are deficient in minerals like magnesium. Mm -hmm. And also another one is silica, which is what happened when I was stressed um, after college. I got really, really stressed out. And then I started losing my hair and I didn't realize that I was actually really deficient in silica. And the second I started um, drinking bamboo tea, which is like bamboo is really rich in silica, I um, just started like, uh, yeah, it all went away and my hair started growing back really quickly. So, um, yeah, I mean, minerals are so important. And uh, I feel like if there if there's any supplement I recommend to people, it's most often like a magnesium supplement or like a trace mineral supplement. Mm -hmm. um, so there is, oh, wait, what was I going to say? Yeah. So maybe we were talking about um, how toxins and our endocrine system can kind of get in the way of our health. So I was wondering if you know about or what kind of things people are doing that kind of get in the way of having like optimal health. So I think getting enough sleep is really getting in people's way. So how many times do we say I'm just like watching Netflix just way too late into the night or just like up on our phones that can really impact your health because sleep is really when your body can restore itself and um, get rid of those damaged cells. And so you really want to prioritize sleep. Um, another thing is we are on our laptops, our phones late at night and that light can really mess with um, your natural cycles. And so using even blue light blockers are really great and helpful if you need to um, like work late at night, but try to like get off technology maybe like two hours before bed. Um, another thing is 
to not overbook your schedule because there are so many times like that just stresses you out. So make sure that you're not like on the go, like all the time. You want to have some downtime in your day every day um, to just like breathe and to relax and to get our body more into this like parasympathetic state um, so that your body can digest and, you know, do those things that can help get rid of those toxins as well. Yeah, I'm so thankful that we have these uh, this career that um, enables us to do so much research and kind of know how to live our best life possible. Mm -hmm. And another thing is just to like have more time to do fun things and do fun hobbies and to laugh. I think that is going to go a long way in our health and just surrounding ourselves with happy people that we just really that bring out the best of us and you know, make us feel good. Because if, if we surround ourselves with those kind of people, then it'll give us the motivation to, you know, be healthy, be active, and just have have fun in life. And I think that's really important, not only to your mental health, but to your physical health as well. For sure. And even having things to look forward to, like anticipation, I feel like we we're born to look forward to things. And mm -hmm. like, sometimes looking forward to something brings you even more happiness than the thing itself like once it happens yes yes absolutely <laughs> well thank you so much for coming on and it was an honor to have you and um before we go could you mention like some of your social media handles or where people could find you if they're interested in connecting with you yeah of course so i'm on instagram my handle is at bp medical writer um so you can find me there and then my personal one is just at bailey petroselli um, so you can check me out there and I have, um, a little blog too, that's, but it's more toward like, um, healthcare providers and like how they can help market their services too. But yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is really fun. And <laughs> again. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It was such a pleasure to record it with Bailey and she's so, so kind. It's unbelievable. Anyway, if you liked this episode, I would really appreciate it if you left a rating for me or if you like my podcast in general, I hope that you're subscribed because that would help me a lot and that will give me also some encouragement to continue. And if you want to connect and ask me anything you want who knows it might even become the next podcast episode um make sure to subscribe um to my twitter or the instagram and i am always available and i'm happy to talk with you guys so yeah uh, catch you in the next one <laughs>